We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The founders of DGENs Only. Mm. What up? What up? What's going on, man? Thanks for having us on. It sounds official. I love it. I'm a little jealous. We need a member. <laughs> we need a, a members only jacket. Or something. You do. We do need it. You're right. We do need like a DGENs Only jacket, and that's a great idea for the merch store. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get that up asap. I think it's a it's a better idea for something else that I've given you guys too in the past. Which maybe we'll keep it secret. Oh, all right, yeah, let's, yeah, we'll, we'll we right, don't want to release you, it. You're yet. talking about exclusive <laughs> stuff. I think that's a nice way to get yeah, people on there. You go. there. Yeah. yeah, there was actually a. I mean, I think we had a conversation of, hey, we need a we need a hashtag. We need like a saying, and I don't even know. Like, when do we start doing uh, DGens only, Ryan? I, I honestly, it just I feel like it was just an organic happening, kind of like life on this planet. We don't really know what caused it to happen, but one day. <laughs> We started, we leaned into being degenerates and we shortened it and uh, we had some fun uh, trying to get some sound drops made by Fiverr where they didn't know how to pronounce uh, degen. Yes. Uh, they, they pronounced it degen. So of course, degen? If you, if you so yeah, we, we paid some guy to like cut up a, like a hype reel of like Super Bowl week. The guys are talking hashtag degens only. So that like we cut out that part where he's just completely butchering it and it, you know, gave it even more legs. Dude, how did you two, because I'm, I, I know we work together at Blue Wire, our shows are both on Blue Wire, but I'm also a fan of your content. You guys do a show the way I would do a show with my buddies too. Like, you guys don't take yourselves too seriously, but you guys know your shit too, which is dope. It's more like a casual hang. At least that's how I perceive your show. But it's also like, you're going to get some bars too. You're going to get some input and understanding of like the betting lines and whatnot. But I love the hang, dude, because every time you guys come into the studio and I'm working it, I get excited because I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm one of them, you know, DJs only. Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, for me, when I, I think for Ryan and I, it's not like we started out with some grand plan. It was just, <laughs> oh, my God, the, the people that were talking about sports gambling, especially when we started, were just the corniest, nerdiest dudes or they were they were either just super data-driven nerds, but even those guys weren't even in the space yet. A lot of it was just your, like, there really wasn't much stuff. Stuffy it Las was, Vegas guys. Really. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like guys uh, selling tout packages on 1-800 numbers, uh, you know, like on AM radio. So it was, there really wasn't anything that was just like two guys hanging out, talking about like, hey, who do you like this week? Uh, what are we getting down on? What are we betting on? And and that's kind of the genesis of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's like you you have formal shows and you have informal shows, and we both grew up with Stern, and so there's something super engaging when you have you make a community out of your actual show. We have guys behind the scenes. We talk. We bring them out. You know, you you make them a, a character, and then the the audience can relate to that person. Oh, that's me in this scenario, or. And so to your point, yeah, the bars come with just betting. You, I mean, you're, you're, you're a gambler. You mm -hmm. understand. Experience is the only thing that matters in the game. And so part of it is, you know, when you're selling the idea of gambling to an audience, you also need to sound like someone who actually gambles. And I, I think we both know right now the space is 
is flooded with with people who know what they're talking about, and then uh, you know a lot of people that maybe don't know as much about what they're talking about, or they can't even like read the lines. <laughs> I've yes. heard, dude. I've heard very, very. I, I've often. heard someone say that they're positive eight. Yeah. Instead of like plus eight, I was like, oh my God, how are you on ESPN? How are you on CBS? Well, and a lot of shows, a lot of gambling content is just, hey, this is, hey, this person's an attractive sideline reporter who knows how to read a teleprompter. Let's build a gambling show around them. And it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't think it resonates with the average gambler because they know this person wasn't sweating out, you know, like a 14 parlay in their garage a few hours before the show. We joke that you can't, like you're like, you can't be that good looking and also be a gambler. (laughs) A piece of shit, right? (laughs) There's a certain element that comes to really being into it. To your point, when you hear someone say, oh, I'm going to take this team you know, positive eight, or I'm going to, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take this other team, you know, negative, negative yeah. two and a half, <laughs> 2.5. It's like, no one speaks like yeah, that. Right? Immediately. I'm like, oh boy, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm checked well, out. Like when I hear yeah, like and, that. And if you're, I mean, just think about your experiences in college or when you're younger <laughs> or whatever, you're at a bar, you know, if you're really attractive, it's like, hey, who you meeting up with? What do you got going on? You're not sitting in the corner filling out a parlay card or, you know, seeing, <laughs> scrolling for injury reports for college football. Like, that's kind of more our crowd. How'd you guys link up? Uh, we're both from the East Coast, but we actually met in Los Angeles. Uh, once you... Having never met each other Never before? met each other. I, I moved out with a guy who was in the stand-up space. Sean was doing stand-up. And the once you are an East Coast guy and transplant to the West Coast, you stand out like a sore thumb when it comes to consuming football content. Yeah. The idea of sitting around all day and watching all the games is like, why would you do that? It's nice out. Go to the beach. So, you know, most of my friends in Los Angeles, I probably met through like the entertainment or other things that were happening around me, but it was mostly because, Oh, you watch football. Let's hang out. Or, Oh, you understand how to talk about gambling or, you know, you have a bookie. I need, you know, like simple conversations like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, and we were roommates for a while there and uh, we had a house and, and it was just this, we, do you guys lose it because of bets or what's up? What happened to the house? You guys lose it because of bets? No, no, it was it was. We gave uh, it up. Yeah, yeah. We, we put up the deed in a in a poker game. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get like a long term girlfriend if you're also living with four other dudes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we had like a, a, a kind of just a a wall of TVs going. This is like direct TV early like Sunday ticket. And we would mm-hmm. have all the receivers going. How I mean, far back are we going? So 2005. Yeah, 2005. Jeez. Feeling super old. And honestly, right? like we, like before, like flat screens, we actually, we built, we have a setup in our office now we call God's Eye. It's got eight screens. Watch all the Beautiful, games. Beautiful, pristine. Dude, uh, why would you go, why would you ever leave that place? Why would we come to Vegas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so our, our, we, we joke that we have the best sports bar in Los Angeles in our office. Well, it is funny because there's a sports bar underneath us. Uh, cause it's like an office building and there's a bar underneath us. And I went down there a couple times to get food and there's guys watching games there and they're, they only have three screens. They don't have all the games on them. Like they have no idea. There's a much better sports bar right <laughs> above them. Cause we also have a bar and, uh, yeah. So but it's, before it's all of that, setup. we, we had one of those big, like 50 inch, you know, they're four foot deep or whatever. And we built this wooden frame that <laughs> yes. went around one TV so we could stack a second big 50-inch TV on top. <laughs> I mean, if put you're going to do it, side. you got to do it right. And I, yeah. I remember my wife, when we moved in uh, together, we were still like doing the hobo version of God's <laughs> Eye. So we had the we had the big giant TV on the bottom. Then we had this like rickety frame that Ryan and I built around the TV. And then we had a giant TV on top of it. And she's like, I can't have two giant TVs stacked on top of each other in the living room. So she like made a curtain that draped over the bottom TV uh, when we weren't using it to like kind of make it look nicer. It was uh, it was pretty Women funny. Women love to make stuff hidden. That's, yes. that's what I've learned. She was hi- trying to hide. And then we would pull out the extra side TVs. But we would... I mean, we're talking 2005, 2006, pre-streaming anything. Like, mm. you couldn't get Reddit streams. You just had to get multiple boxes from DirecTV. Pre-iPhone. Uh, Pre-iPhone. Put it in perspective. Yeah, so you're just sitting there. And, uh, yeah, we. I think for a long time I had at least, like, five or six boxes from DirecTV just so we could watch NFL Sunday. And then it would always be this yearly negotiation with me and the DirecTV person. I'm like, I'm one of your best customers. <laughs> just give me a couple bucks off. It was, uh, yeah, it's, 
say it was, and now you you can stream everything and make it so much easier. People have no idea what we used to walk uh, uphill both ways in the snow. Dude, I remember because I just I just turned thirty two, and I remember like in high school, you still couldn't watch like European soccer games on yeah. TV. You we used to go to like the Spanish church where they would stream it all in Spanish. It was like 20 bucks to get in just to watch like Real Madrid play Manchester on a Wednesday. <laughs> and we yeah, would do dude. that shit all the time. The kids are spoiled now, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, you I got, mean, I remember have access to everything. When I was a very little kid, my dad was in the Air Force. Uh, he was originally from the Philly area, but we had moved around because uh, he was in the military. And, uh, you know, for like five or six years, we were living in Colorado. I was like a young Eagles fan and he would take me to the sports bar when I'm like six years old to watch uh, like the, the Eagles and red, the great Eagles teams. But it was like one of those, one of those sports bars that had like the giant satellites outside, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, five yeah. foot satellite <clears throat> dishes. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And then obviously the direct TV is a small one and now, now it's all on streaming. So how long after that did you guys start your show? You guys been going at it for a while, and when you go to when you go to the the Twitter, you guys have that dope ass picture pinned to the top. Oh yeah, it's like you guys just side <laughs> by side next to each other, talking in front of one camera, and then it's like you guys. And then in the a wind. shot here at the, yeah. the Blue Wire Studios at the Wind, and yeah, it's we started out in uh, 2011 again. Like the the show's name is Sports Gambling Podcast, and we have that trademark because no one had thought about calling a podcast. Sports gambling podcast. Well, podcasts were pretty young then, yeah. too, you know. So it was I it was a good time to start because people ask us all the time, like, hey, how do I get into content or you know, what should I be doing? And it, honestly, like the way to, to to succeed, at least from what I see, is you know, find a niche, build a community around that. And when we were starting out, like sports gambling was a niche because it just wasn't it wasn't being covered that much. Um, it's like especially us, not us by and RJ Bell, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, for real. I always, I always would describe it as the giant elephant in the room that everyone knew was there, but just wouldn't acknowledge it. Yeah, I remember 2017 when Fox set up their their broadcast desk in the back of the Westgate, and it was like the first year they were going to acknowledge that betting spreads are exist and that people bet on these college basketball games. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only content betting related that I was aware of, and I love sports gambling and was like kind of aware of the content was Bill Simmons, you know, doing his guess the lines uh, with cousin Sal, with right? cousin yeah. Sal. And that was like the only thing that was out. And I think that was probably part of the inspiration where it was like, they guess the lines, but like, you know, Ryan and I take off of that was like, well, they already, we had the lines are out. What are we betting on? So it was kind of like the next thing of like, well, why aren't they picking every game against the spread? And that's kind of, I, I, I don't know. That's just kind of where we started out. That mixed with the idea that it would be funny to make fun of touts. Yes. Also, because yeah. we, we call ourselves, you know, I'm Sean stacking the money green and he's Ryan real money Kramer. And it started out as just making fun of these touts and it just kind of stuck. Uh, it yeah, is when they want, when they want a thousand dollars for their yes. pick and then they tell you minus 1200 <laughs> Ravens money line on a yeah, Thursday or, night or the old school scam. I, I I'm sure there's people doing versions of it on like Twitter or Patreon or TikTok where, yeah, it's as easy as as you have a thousand people sign up for your picks. You get five hundred people the Chiefs, five hundred people the Eagles, five hundred people just got the right pick, and then from those five hundred people, you give two hundred and fifty <laughs> one pick, you give two hundred fifty another pick, you whittle it down. All of a sudden, you got you're uh, never wrong. You got a hundred people that think you cannot go wrong. Yeah. So, man, dude, yeah, it's a good scam when you hear it out loud. You're like, oh yeah, that would definitely work. Yeah, the touts are always outrageous, man. And I feel like I've gotten a good grasp. I do pretty well on NFL, do very well in UFC. Those are like the sports that I like to bet on the most. I don't really get input from anyone. Like I'll listen to your show sometimes because you guys go in depth with like teams that get blown out the week before well, catching seven. Like that's what I would listen for. Yeah. And honestly, like, our, like the goal for us was like in making fun of the touts, and trying to be entertaining, the goal was like, well, we'll teach you a little bit. Right. Like, we've had people tell us, like, they can't remember what we picked. It was a good show. But you should, in theory, you're going to get better betting on sports listening to us because of the experience, right? Like, yeah. sure, we're not going to share our spreadsheet and show show our projected power ratings and all this. But, like, that's the part of the industry now. And not to zoom ahead to current times, but that's like the saturation, right? Like, mm. everyone has data. 
It's right. easy to have data now. Yeah, Computers can create have, great data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but, not, it's not like in fantasy football. It's like no one has a sleeper anymore. No, it's, no. I respect Ryan's opinion on running backs. I'll listen to his sleeper, but everyone got access to the same oh, data. Yeah, you, you look at like, you just Google fantasy football waiver wire and it's like the three same guys every outlet puts out because it's the same formula of like, you know, uh, a, a, a targets on versus routes run and yeah. these type of offenses. Project. So it's, everyone kind of has the same access. And to me, I think where like our show separates itself is that we have a shit ton of experience. And for me, it's not always... Like, what's fun about gambling is you're never going to completely figure it out. You're never going to be like, oh, okay. It's like golf. Hey. Yeah, it's it's golf because it's always, like, challenging. Stuff's always changing. But also, to me, a lot of it is our experience is just, like, knowing what not to do. You know, like, we've That's been out I there. We've too. lost a bunch of money. Yeah. Like, don't do this. And I, <laughs> I think in gambling, you almost have to learn the hard way or at least have someone like us saying, hey, trust us, we've been gambling for years. This thing doesn't work. Stay away from this. Well, and particularly because we have fun with it. So most yeah. people do want to have fun gambling. Some some will probably want to make like a 401k approach, but most want to have fun. So if you show someone you can have fun, you can understand what you're doing a little bit better than... Yeah, well, yeah, and, and also like Ryan and I love gambling. We, we, <laughs> right, like, right. we, we love gambling. Some people look at this and and Ryan had a, a line about it that I use all the time where, Hey, if you want a two or 3% return, yeah, put that in your 401k, you know, find a, find a blue chip stock or whatever it is, something safe or, you know, put it in a CD, whatever it is. Hey, this is gambling. Like we want to have fun. Part of it is the entertainment. Like, hey, obviously it's more fun to win, but you should be able to just ride the ups and downs and have fun with it. it, it some people just are pure data, pure numbers. And yeah, it's like you put so much time to grind out like a 3% return. And it's, just, and it's just not fun. Well, that's a big issue that I see with a lot of sports betting content and even people that just gamble in general where they they don't have fun with it. Like it no. got to be a win. It got to be well, a win. Well, they're like, serious. It's yeah. a serious yeah. business. This yeah. is my career. I'm I'm doing X, Y, or Z. And it's like, wow, you're missing the mark. The second you realize it's not about your picks, you, you'll maintain an audience. There's like a tiny fraction of the population that is smart enough and has like proprietary data that they can actually give you something different than you can find on your own, right? Like EPA, for example, in the NFL, yeah. that's an open source statistic. It's no longer the football outsiders have this black box and they're hiding it and you have to have that subscription or you're just a, a lame dude. Now anyone can do this. So like, these kids, they're learning R, they're using EPA and all of a sudden they have the same data as like some data scientists. So if you can't take that data, it's just like a good teacher, right? If you can't teach through something, through a medium that's entertaining or whatever, you're just another guy. Yeah, you're just another girl. You're just someone else saying the same thing as anyone else. And you're not going to differentiate yourself. And I think we see this. The sports gambling space has matured enough now. Like mm -hmm. I said, 2017, like 2011, no one was doing sports gambling podcasts. 2017, networks say, you know, we're going to show Vegas during March Madness. Now, 2023, everyone's doing it. They have their own. Everyone's doing it. They have it. their own shows dedicated just to, just to betting. And what are we seeing? Some of these shows with the formula Sean described earlier, people that aren't gamblers, but they look nice on camera talking about gambling, not working. Some of those shows are, are they're showing up and they're disappearing. And I think the common thread to what bonds people do, why gambling is so awesome is the group energy, right? It's just like laughter. When you're in a room of people gambling, you can feel that energy. We're going to be over at the Westgate in the beautiful ballroom there. And if you've never done it, you don't know what it is. But if you've been to a comedy club, you understand because yeah. laughter is contagious in the same way. And so the fact that we have all of these content creators not tapping into that at all. Dude, yeah, they're missing out. There's like, there's like no better feeling if all three of us are at the bar oh. together and we're on the same side. Uh, I mean, it, it's a similar it's, thing. Like, it's the best high ever. Last night, uh, we were sitting. <laughs> it, it's why craps is so fun. Last night, we were sitting at the craps table. And then Ryan, Ryan had a nice run throwing, of the, throwing the dice. And just every every point you hit, you're just high-fiving. I was high-fiving a Cowboys table. fan. I yeah. mean, that, that's the we were We were willing to look past yeah, our differences. The, he's one of the good ones. This guy's a gay dog. <laughs> Oh, who forget? You know. So you two, that dynamic of Eagles Giants, does that ever get in the way between you two? No, 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 because it's. Uh, I mean, it's fun, and again, we because there's over not a, there's not a team I hate more <laughs> than the Eagles. Cowboys? Uh, no, they're number one for me. Okay. I mean, I understand because I feel like so. My I feel like my the 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 thirty threes and under that are Giant fans for us it's the Eagles because yeah Dallas won 
But well, when the last time they won a Super Bowl was what four? I wasn't yeah. even watching football then. Yeah. That's true. But you missed Philly, their dominance. Philly, I I lived through McNabb. I yep. lived through uh, game winning field goals in the playoffs. Matt uh, Dodge, that Matt Dodge, Jake Elliott, sixty two yarder. Yeah, just a constant. Deshaun Victor Jackson. Cruz, Victor Cruz's career ends in Philly. Yeah. Every time Eli went in there, it was like, oh, this dude's <laughs> never played football before. So it's like, fuck the Eagles always. No, it's and and we have owned you guys, so I understand that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ryan and I, obviously a few years older, but yeah, it was always just fuck the Cowboys. And that's the thing we can bond over. Um, yeah, it, I, isn't it I, funny how we don't care about Washington at all? It is. They're kind <laughs> of in a, they're they're just they're not relevant. Yeah, um, they're they're kind of off in their own space. I mean, maybe maybe with the new owner, they they figure things out, and they all of a sudden get Lamar Jackson, and all of a sudden they're in the conversation. But again, it's it's really been a while um, since they were relevant. One of my good friends, Josh, he's a Washington fan. And every time I have some buddies that are Eagles fans, some buddies that are Cowboys fans, and they'll ask me, like, yo, how come you never hate Washington? I was like, no, they, they haven't broke my heart. Yeah, they're they're they like haven't. the little, like the, the much younger sibling in the family that like no one really beats yeah, up. Because well, they're kind of like, just there. It, it's like the goth kid in the corner that already hates himself. <laughs> yeah, go, what am I going to make fun of him? He's like, he's crying. He's ready. He's like, he's going to go home and listen to some emo music and consider cutting himself. That's a great, I, you know, what are you going to make fun of that kid? It's a great description. He's, I mean, he's going Red, through a lot. Yeah, Redskins, yeah. commander, football fans, they've changed their name name a million times like they have no identity and it, the the fans hate the organization more than you can hate them so it's like what are you doing Dude, also you, you, you would say to a commander's fan you guys suck they're like i know yeah, i hate yeah, it yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like you, you see how fun. much they're coming out for the xfl defenders yeah, in dc like just the chance it's the only it's it's one of the two cities that is really like stepping up to support their team yeah. Have you guys ever been to the stadium in Washington? Oh, it's the worst. It, uh, by far. Worst. No, I've never seen a, a Washington football game there, but I've seen a college game there. I've seen a concert there, and it's it's the worst stadium in America to leave. It's like a three-hour ordeal to get out of there. It's it's isolated on its own, and we went there a couple of years ago because my buddy Josh, he's a big Washington fan, it and it was when Cleveland got RG3. It was going to be his return. To, to play Washington. Yeah. He ended up not playing that game because he got hurt. But dude, there was legit a section where the tickets were like $85 in the lower level. I was like, yo, let's get those. No bullshit. It was behind a pillar. <laughs> like in, like in Hey Arnold Obstructed and Rugrats, like that. It was bad. I was like, yo, <laughs> fuck this place. Yeah. Never coming We're staying well, I mean, America. you yeah. saw it. Uh, I mean, they almost took out Jalen Hurts when the railing collapsed. Yeah. And then I don't know if you saw this, but it was great because um, the the Eagles fans next time they played in uh, in J or uh, our FedEx uh, field there, a bunch of Eagles fans dressed up with caution tape and like wrapped them. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed themselves in caution tape and we're like standing next to the railing and they got kicked out for it. It was hilarious. It's like, dude, you're making yourself look so much worse. Just accept yeah. the joke yeah. and move on. When did you guys get into gambling and betting? Because I feel like all the, the real D-Gens, it's not within the last four or five years. No. Well, see, I graduated college and I was yeah. looking for a career. No, I went mean, to it, my, uh, yeah, I majored in podcasting and sports gambling media. At I, would, I would say this. I've been gambling long enough to know that like collections are on a Wednesday. 
I, I've been gambling long enough to know the like to call a guy to ask him what the number is. Yeah. Me and my buddies in high school would pool our money, and we they the, the, the guy would rip us off for every. It was, he was we we would lay minus one twenty, so bet thirty to win twenty five, and that this was probably mid nineties, mid to late nineties. But yeah, I mean, it was just part of life. Honestly, not until I real not until I went to school in Virginia did I realize that it was not normal. Like everyone didn't have a bookie, everyone didn't have. Like you didn't go out onto the freeway to McDonald's and meet the guy. Like the that, that, was, that yeah, wasn't yeah. normal. And so yeah, I mean, so I would say like preteen maybe would be my, my origin. Yeah, I mean, my my first ever bet was the uh, the Giants Bills Super Bowl where uh, Norwood missed that field goal. I had bet my dad fifty cents that the Bills would win. It was straight up. He had the Giants. And then I remember the next day, he's like, where's my 50 cents? And I'm like, all right, okay, I guess. You learned the lesson. Yeah, and I was wow. like, I guess you got to pay your bets. But yeah, it is funny to hear people talk about their sports betting origin stories. like the And, and, and to tie it into like the way that people ask for refunds when, when oh. with the void. Like oh, I yeah, do, yeah. I enjoy the old That's school the best, guys dude. being like, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't <clears throat> imagine like hopping on the phone with my bookie to be like, look, uh. Even, even here in Las Vegas, like, could you imagine taking your ticket? And it's different because it's online. It's easier to just be like, refund. And part of me doesn't want to be a hater because if they actually give you your money back, all right, it's not it's not hurting me. But, like, could you imagine, even here at the win, great service, but imagine taking the ticket and going, uh, yeah, I, I had an over on this, but the guy got hurt. I was, can I get my money back? Like, whoa, what well, would their reaction be? Well, I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but there were a lot of casinos out here. And one in particular that was, it's off the strip. It's one of those local ones where they weren't paying the win total for the Bengals because of DeMar oh. Hamlin. And yeah, so they didn't finish and the it game. Wasn't, and it wasn't and just it the already, Bengals. It, it was, had already gone over. And it was also the, yeah, so the win total and it was the whole division. So all your AFC North tickets, all your AFC East tickets, if you have win because totals, of the, yeah, because they have to 16, play 17, yeah, 17 games. games. To be actually, yeah. Well, and some of that, I, I don't know. I had seen some of the explanation there. I don't know if some of it's their BS, but um, they were claiming like, hey, we can't pay it out because of we have to, we're licensed by the state of Nevada and we have to follow whatever their regulations are. I think when you're an online book uh, outside of, and it, again, it varies. Every state is completely different, Correct, which yeah. is why it gets to be a clusterfuck sometimes. But other states, like if you're DraftKings in New Jersey or, or FanDuel some in Colorado, I think you have more, more ability to like grade it or refund it or something. I don't know. That's, that's what they were claiming. I didn't really to me deeper that, than that. That's how you tell if someone's new to betting. Yeah. Like that's a, that's the litmus test. Are there, are there clamoring for free bets? <laughs> I need a free bet for it. Again, I yeah, never I got a free bet from my, my uh, uncle Tony or yeah. And again, I mean, it's sign up bonuses. If you ever started on the online stuff, the, the rollover is usually where they suck you in because it's just like, yeah, we'll give you a hundred percent deposit match, but you got to play through it a bunch. Right. And now with the offshores, like crypto, it actually has become way easier because like back in the day when Ryan and I were betting on like the offshores, you would have to like to to get your money out was like, uh, you money know. Grams? Yeah, money grams. Yeah, money grams. They mail you a check from Canada. Cashier yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, I hit something on Bovada and then. <laughs> I like took six weeks. Yeah. It takes six weeks. And then you bring the, the check in to get it cashed and, and they charge you like $45 because it's from <laughs> some Canadian bank. I'm like, I made 250 bucks. He felt so good. And then 45 of it goes to some bank of America. It was, it was, it was infuriating. So th there are so many ways it's gotten better, easier to gamble, more transparent. Mm. Dude, for me, when I always, I always tell this story, I was seven years old and I wasn't a, I grew up a soccer soccer kid. So I never really watched football. And then one Sunday, my uncle comes, well, it was a Saturday, comes and he gives me a parlay card. He's like, yo, pick four, pick four teams. I'm like, all right, know nothing about football. Didn't even know the Giants existed, the Jets, nothing. I pick circle four teams, couldn't even tell you which ones they were. The next week he comes back, gives me $20. <laughs> and he goes, dude, if you give me four winners each week, <laughs> he's like, you'll make a lot of money for me. And I'm there, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Spoiler, not easy at all. But that, <laughs> that was my, ever, ever since then, dude, I would always like, you know, circle and shit. And then from there, I went into basketball. And then when I got to high school, even my teachers were like, yo, what's the line this week? What do you like? like I was always a sports dude. <laughs> 
Always. Yeah. If, if you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. They would come, they'd be like, oh, what do you think of this game? I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, don't, don't bullshit me. Because it's one of those <laughs> industries, like, no matter where you were, you if you wanted to find your way into action, there was a way to find your way into well, action. And, and again, the, there's been these Trojan horses, essentially, for sports gambling, right? It was It started out as fantasy, and then everyone's, oh, everyone plays fantasy. They're putting in a couple bucks, and then daily fantasy came, and it's like, Oh, okay. Hey, this isn't like every state and you could win a bunch of money. You're putting in money. It's not gambling. It's a contest. <laughs> Skill-based. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah, the, yeah. the two biggest DFS companies all of a sudden decide to become sports books. It was, it was obviously a plan um, long-term and they, they did a great job of just like making it super accessible, enticing people with these huge payouts, getting a ton of users already. And then when PAPSA got overturned, they're like, Oh, okay. Now we can really go to work and, and switch the, you know, turn, flip the switch and, and become a sports book. When that went down, did that change anything for your show? Did you guys get even more exposure since you guys were in there from the beginning? Because that was something that happened with me because when we started Veterans Minimum in 2015, right away, there was four other guys that I was doing the show with and I was a sports betting guy. So while we're breaking down football, whatever it might be, it's here come the trends, uh, yeah. rookies on the road in their first star, shit like that. And that's how I kind of carved my lane in like the content space. I was a sports betting dude. But then when it got legal in Jersey, now all my friends are like, oh, now I'll be able to do it more. I'm, yeah. I don't feel like a piece of shit calling the bookies. Yeah, no, and and it creates, yeah, it's more accessible. It does, It's now that it's not illegal, it's more out in the open. And yeah, it's obviously legalization is huge because then people are get into it and they're like, hey, I want to like listen to shows about it. And they put in... Sports Gambling Podcast, we come up, they check out the show and hang around. So I mean, yeah, it definitely yeah. helped. It certainly, it creates a lot more competition though, right? Like mm. to your point, a lot more guys are, are like the, the sports betting guy now, you know? And so I, I think that was the, the scary part was there was a ton more competition. But now looking back on it from what, three, four years, it seems like the content that came in to be the competition is some of that less organic, less authentic Content. So if anything, it helps us kind of highlight ourselves as, to your point, like just dudes that have been doing it for a while. If you're in the trenches of sports betting, you guys know this. Like you could tell right away that yeah. someone doesn't know what they're talking about or even just yeah, being just able look, to- like ISO on my eyes. Like see the bags under my eyes right now? This is what it looks like to grind out. March, Matt, we've been here since Monday. We're not leaving until Saturday. This is what it's supposed to look like. If it doesn't look like this, don't trust yeah, it. Yeah, you start to expose the fakes and you're like, man, you're not really about it. Yeah. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. And uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, there's usually a, 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 a correlation between how chirpy and like uh, energetic someone is and, and they don't know what they're talking about game. Rarely is rarely do those two forces combine. Have you guys been coming out to Vegas for March Madness often? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, uh, this is my first experience oh. being in. So, so those are like the always the two trips that were always on the books, even before we had a podcast was that the first weekend of NFL and then the first two days of March madness. Cause those are, those are just awesome, awesome times. To well, be out I want to say it's been, uh, it, we're probably getting very like maybe 17 years, like 2006, maybe was the first year we came out. It might've been wow. sweet 16 weekend. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I was actually, you, you were, you said, Hey, like make sure you're ready to talk about a big score. And so I went to look up when it, the, the story I was going to tell happened and it happened in 2010. So really? I, I was like, Holy crap, we've been coming out for a while. <laughs> what was it? Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you know. It was a Saturday. It was a, a game between Wisconsin and Cornell. Yes. And so the first, I had done very well on that Friday. And I, I kind of went to the window to cash in a bunch of tickets. And, you know, when, when you finish cashing them in, they go, do you want to make any bets? And I go, I want to I put all of that on Cornell Moneyline against Wisconsin. They were like plus 175. By halftime, it was a 15-point game. It was, it was boring. And I, 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 I even went on record to say, like, it was, and this is how you know I'm into gambling. I was like, it's the biggest win of my life at that point. I, I think I had a couple thousand dollars on an almost two-to-one money line. And I was pissed off I didn't get to sweat at all. I, like, <laughs> the bet was it. Goes, the, this is boring. I'm gonna win. I, I don't even get a sweat out of this. Like, you won a ton of money. What are you talking about? It was, it was one of those moments where it was just like, this isn't right. I put, I put, every, I put every dollar in my pocket on this to feel something. <laughs> 
And yeah, you want that blood pressure to skyrocket. Yeah. That's what you want. Now, granted, it. it was a great trip, but one of the better March Madness trips I've ever had. But yeah, uh, pretty pretty wild situ- situation to be yeah. almost upset that you won a lot of money. What about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the, the biggest win I ever hit was... Uh, <clears throat> well, I was, I was watching out here in, in uh, Vegas, but I actually placed a lineup. Uh, it was Daily Fantasy. It was 2017. It was week one of the NFL season. I had a bunch of uh, Eagles guys in there, and it was uh, opening day, Eagles versus Redskins. Eagles win. Uh, Eagles get a defensive touchdown. I had Carson Wentz, back when I liked Carson Wentz, and Zach Ertz in there. Uh, There was a running back by the name of Tariq Cohen who was like a steal because he caught uh, like 10 passes and he was only $3,200 or something. That's when he had that wild preseason and then he came in. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, and I I was all over that because I thought like- Was this on DraftKings? Yeah, it was on DraftKings. So you got the full PPR also? Full point PPR. And so this was when their Millie Maker- uh, I put a put a lineup into the million maker. It was like me and two hundred seventy thousand people each put in twenty bucks. After the ten a.m. games go, I'm sitting in first place. So it says Sean Green one million dollars. I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. I'm just walking around, it just cigarette after cigarette, not even like a big <laughs> smoker, I'm like just freaking out because I had to sweat the entire afternoon slate, and then. Even the night game. This is back in the day where the night game also was, was included in the, the Millie Maker. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I had to sit through. And since there's so many entries, you don't even know what you're rooting against, right? Like, I can see the kind of guys close, but you have no idea. Like, this guy could have 10 people going late. So I'm just sitting there, just a, a nervous wreck. Uh, and I'm watching the game. And then one guy behind me in the in the standings is second place. He had the, uh, he had the Rams defense. The Rams were playing the Colts. Uh, boy, Andrew Luck was out. Uh, he didn't start the season. And Scott Tolzien, this this piece of shit, Scott Tolzien, <laughs> throws a pick six. And then the guy, I see the guy scooch up and he's only two points behind me. And then Scott Tolzien throws another pick six, knocks me out of first place, which was a million down to second place, which was 200K. And then from there on, it just the sweat was on. It was uh, Giants Cowboys was the night game. I got to the, the the night game, still sitting in second place. Luckily, Odell Beckham uh, was a late scratch, and so you know since there was only one game, you couldn't really use that salary to find like another right. high price alternative. I think that really helped me out, and it was just this ugly, ugly game between uh, the Giants and the Cowboys. I think it ended up being like 10-9, and I'm just rooting against anything, you know? No catches, no points. No, I think there was only one touchdown in that game, and then uh, clock hit zero, and I won 200 grand. So, yeah, it was awesome. Dude, I always hated the drop-off between first and second oh, in those crazy. contests. It's, it's the crazy. worst. Now I think it's even worse. Now I think it's 1 million and then 150K. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. It was a pretty wild situation. I mean, Sean wanted to leave Vegas like right at that moment. He's like, let's just drive home now. Like we're all fucked up. He's I, like, I was just like scared something would happen. Someone would steal my phone. Throw, and, like, throw back to the old offshores. Like he's going to lose the money before he's cashed it out. <laughs> yeah. Or something like, cause you can't play DFS in Nevada, but I, I created the lineup, placed the lineup, didn't edit any of it in California, but I'm like, <laughs> something bad's going to happen. Like, I, I was just paranoid. Dude, I was super paranoid. March of last year, there was a UFC car that I came out here with one of my buddies. It was Covington and Mazadol. And on everything that I stand for, I'll never have another betting day like that. I hit every single UFC bet. Oh. Prop, how they were going to win. Yes. I hit four parlays. Oh. oh, my God. Two four fighters, one six, and a, and a nine. Oh, my God. I had three three split decisions all go my way. Oh, man. And I'm hammered as this is going on. Life-changing. The first two were like two to one dogs. So the first two fights at a card go our way. And I turned to my buddy. I was like, yeah, I think we're going to win like a lot of money. And as it's going, it's like more beer. It's more the beer being, yes. And I'm just turning and the main card starts. It's like, bro, we all, we have just minus 300 favorites the rest of the way. And then it's winning and winning. And I'm obliterated right before Komen. I'm like, dude, we're going to have so much money. He's like, nah, don't say that. Don't say that bad juju. We end up hitting, and I had a I had my uh, my VM bomber jacket, so it has this like shady, sneaky pocket over here, and I had all the tickets, 
And at one point, I take my jacket off and I leave it behind the chair. And my buddy just goes, yo, what are you doing? I was like, holy shit. So I just had it up, buttoned up all the way. <laughs> we end up going and cash the tickets. And it was close to 20K. Oh, man. And, and we, probably, that feel? we probably, that was the most money I've ever had on me at one point. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, this is why. We ended up splitting it, him and I. But it was still like 10K yeah. each that oh, we walked yeah. away with. Not and a I was bad like, night dude, at work. And, and we're walking from... We're walking from Park MGM back to the wind. So dumb. Because we have like $20,000 on us. <laughs> yeah. And it's two in the morning. We're hammered walking through the strip. And we get back to the room and I take my jacket off. I was go, yo, bro, that was really fucking stupid. <laughs> we just, just walking by. Yeah, you could afford a cab. Yeah, yeah. You would think so, right? You could swing it. And do you guys ever get any like... Uh, you guys ever get like any shady news about a, a bet? All the time. Yeah. But it never turns out to be accurate. It's like, you know, oh, hey, this guy's the flu. And then you bet against him. And it turns out he does have the flu. But then he still has a career game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's the best. Michael Jordan flu game. You know, you get that information. You're like, oh, I'm taking the jazz. And then Michael Jordan dominates. So all the inside information we get, it's still like the record. It's it's a really bad record. Like when we get it, when someone slides into the DMs and is like, I know the coach on so, some small college and the entire defensive line is going to be out. And then it's like, all right, cool. You take them like laying whatever the points is and then they get their ass beat. Yeah. Well, yeah. you wanted to talk about like worse gambling uh, bets uh, on the other side. And it was courtesy of the inside information. Someone hit me <laughs> up and they're like, yo, dude, I know it sounds crazy, but my buddy, he works with the guys that did the puppy bowl. Like this thing is already filmed. Team rough is going to destroy team fluff. Like it's already, <laughs> it's already in the can. They've edited it. He saw it. It's good. So then I go on all these shady offshores and I'm loaded up on team rough and then, of course, Team Fluff. I knew I was screwed when Team Fluff had like a three-legged dog. I'm like, Animal Planet isn't letting the three-legged <laughs> dog lose. Of course, he wins MVP, most valuable pup. It's just a bloodbath. I lose all this money on... Again, it was it was the worst because it was a stupid thing to bet on to begin with. And I felt, you know, and doing it because you got inside information, feeling so smart, and then just getting your ass kicked. It was right before the Brady... Uh, the 28-3 Super Bowl, which I actually got bailed out in that game because I had Patriots minus three and a half. So they ended up winning in overtime and it would have been a great gambling day had I not gotten destroyed by the Puppy Bowl earlier in the uh, day. Dude, the insider info, when you get it, it's the worst. Like I had someone text me about McCaffrey when he was playing the Eagles. Yeah. And he's like, yo, he's limping on the sideline. It don't look good. So I took all unders. He went over here yeah, like a monster <laughs> game. It's like, oh. And, yeah. I, and I, I told one of my buddies, he goes, yo, do me a favor. Tell your boy never to text you yes. again. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like, it's, you just got to stay away from that the, stuff. The, be- the best tip I ever got was from when I was in Miami for a basketball party and the Nets were playing the Heat. This is in 20, 2019. It's when D'Angelo Russell was still on yeah, the Nets. Yeah, yeah. So before they made all these trades. And I've been going to Miami for like a decade prior to that. And one of my friends, her and her crew, they're strippers at 11. But the one girl is like a manager. She goes in like a three-piece suit. She's the one that orchestrates everything, whatever. She goes, we meet him at the beach Friday morning. And the game is at night. And she's like, oh, what are you guys doing tonight? I was like, oh, we're going to the Nets game because one of the guys that was getting married, the guy that was getting married, he's a basketball fan, but also his best man is a Nets fan. So we're like, oh, we're going to go to the game later. She's like, oh, the Nets were just at the, the strip club <laughs> until this morning. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, they just, when, as we were leaving, I grabbed my boy's phone. I was like, yo, give me your phone. I text my bookie. I was like, I need $500 on the, <laughs> on the Heat money line. And the Heat had like Dion Waiters and Taylor, yeah, yeah. Hassan Whiteside, they paid him and like he wasn't playing at all. And he calls me, he goes, dude, you're not a $500 better. Like, whoa, what do you know? I was like, yeah, I just need this. And then he ended up tailing it also with like another bookie. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, classic, he, oh, classic, yeah. classic, classic, classic DJ. And uh, the Heat ended up winning by like 30 something. They, they, oh, yeah. they were up 40 at halftime. Yeah, and I that, felt like the man. I was like, yo, this is the best insider information ever. <laughs> yeah. We're walking around town. Uh, like, yeah, dude, it was the best, best moment ever, dude. That's, that's my great. that's my favorite one. Oh, my dude, favorite that's great. 40, without a doubt. What would you, as we start to wrap up, because I know we're running out of time here. I want to mention, um, like, kind of a generic question, but, like, 
What is what is the future of sports betting in your opinion? And and how do you feel about how do you feel about sports betting right now between like your peers or just where it's at? I think you're you're at the phase where like it's annoying the person that isn't the sports better because it's everywhere. It's new. It's barely regulated. So they're still figuring out the best way to do everything. And you're dealing with a lot of like, you know, you have to almost think of like the tech boom. You have all these gambling companies that have infinite resources because states still are yet to legalize. And so until until the majority of the country is in legal states, I think you're going to continue to see this like a constant struggle between the books are are bad because they're offering same game parlays. They're not educating their consumer base. Uh, all of that gets sorted out. I mean, I, I certainly think you look at Europe, we're probably like 15 to 20 years behind where they are, but they have betting exchanges where you can go peer to peer betting. Uh, you can walk down a street and just walk up to an ATM and place a bet. You can be in a bar and go place Dude, a every, bet. Every soccer stadium in Europe, they have a kiosk, kiosk right yeah. before. It's not taboo. And it, 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 it just makes it a lot easier to not have to worry about getting ripped. Like whether it's the books ripping you off because the bad pricing and because there's not enough competition, or it's just this idea that the consumer base is too dumb to understand the bad bets they're making. Like right. all of that, just it's experience, right? It's just We just need time for it to kind of sift out. And then- you know, we're, we're close to a real cool play. I, I think the, the, the big change will be when we go from just having these operators to having these exchanges. Mm. The idea that you could be a, you could back, like you could take someone's action. You could go out and find your action, right? That's what's really going to drive the pricing to a place where every, no one's getting screwed, right? The price of eggs in every state is the same. That, you know, we're not, we're not dealing with like a, because right now, I think the criticisms are real. Like these books are clearly taking advantage of people that don't know what they're doing but it's a free country. And, you know, I think that will get sorted out by way of competition, right? Like people are going to go to the place where the best prices lie. Well, you saw that happen a lot in New York when it first went down. <clears throat> a lot of the apps were giving out these like sign up bonuses and some were just, just making an account. You don't even need to deposit anything. They were giving you money. I remember my mom being like, oh, it's so nice of them. It's like, dude, they're, they're <laughs> putting so out the nice bait. They're putting out the bait for a reason. <laughs> they're giving you $500 to play. And like you were saying before, Sean, how you have to run through yeah, it before yeah. you can take out your money. But at that point, they've trapped you. And all my friends, dude, every one of my friends hit a crazy parlay that first week and it got legal. And they all said the same thing. Like, oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to yeah. be a layup. It's like some of the, my friends that know the most about sports are the dumbest betters. Oh, yeah, a lot of times. It's always the case, right? Well, and it's sometimes it's easier as a handicapper to do stuff uh, where where you don't have, you're not a huge fan of one team or you don't have all these like previous biases and you're coming in with a clean slate. Yeah, like I can't bet on the Cowboys. Yeah, even, if, probably, it was, even if it was a good bet. I'm not, yeah. I'd rather lose money than bet on the Cowboys. They're, just, they're good, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 do. I, I used to never draft NFC East players. In, yeah, in, in I've, my I've been playing leagues. fantasy for 15 years. Never had a Cowboy in my lineup. Never. <laughs> no, we'll see. Uh, that, but that's it, though, right? Like that's the reality. Yeah, and, and and I think too with like uh, sports gambling, we haven't even. We're still like just cracking the surface because you have California and Texas. Like that, those are two of the biggest states population wise. Once those get turned on, and it's going to even too. Yeah, Florida's right yeah. there as well. It's yeah. like you have that step, and then you have the step where they allow the states to actually work with one another. Like the like because a lot of the rules, like operators have to like isolate their instance in Iowa and that that can't be the same betting instance that's talking in like Virginia. And I think once you have like this full nationwide betting market, you're going to, it will sort out all those problems. Cause if you're a bad book because you kick people out or because you offer horrible prices, people will just start going somewhere yeah. else. Cause like, yeah. again, Europe, how many options do you have? Like you have like 20, 30, 40 options. So if this place sucks, I'm just going to go over here. Yeah. Your reputation is going to be tainted. Yeah. And at that point, you're just not, do you guys ever bet against your teams? Never, never really? bet against my team. Even nope. if it's a bad line? No, no, never. Again, it's entertainment. So like you can, you can do, there's plenty of other bets you can make. To right. not I've, bet I've against heard your of team. people doing emotional hedges where it's like, Hey, I either win my bet or uh, my team wins. M me, I'm the exact opposite. I would just bet a ton of money like for the Super Bowl. Hey, if the Eagles lose, I'm going to want to kill myself. So it, I'm not going to worry about whatever money yeah, I yeah, lost, yeah. you know? 
It's a couple grand's not going to make me feel good if the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. So it's going to be even I'm, worse. I'm going to be all in either way. So yeah, for me, I, I can't. I don't have it in me. For me, like when the Eagles played the Giants in the playoffs, I knew that the Eagles were going to win by three touchdowns. I didn't bet it, but when people were asking me about it, it's <laughs> like I can't root for that to happen. Yeah, but bias aside, I think the Eagles are yeah, going to beat so them by three. So the way touchdowns. you would say that is you'd say, well, that's a tough matchup. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if gonna, I'm going to have our hands full. Uh, I don't know if that's the, I don't know if I'm looking to make that bet this yeah, I weekend. I think every single, there, there have been times where I've been mad at the team on the show. Uh, you know, there's some dark days in the Chip Kelly era. Hold on, hold on, dude. You have one of the best rants about why you say we. Oh yeah. It was, I was here for that. You were, you were I think you might've been here, but I remember seeing that clip. And it's amazing. Yeah. And no, I, I couldn't agree. I've stolen it. It's just like, yeah, of course I'm going to say we. We, I'm an eagle way more than some guy that just played for a couple of years. I like, I was bored into this. I've, I've cried my heart out. Like I've, I've broken so many things in my house because of the game. Like this is my life or death. You're just a guy at a job. You know, I'm a part of the team. <laughs> yeah. I'm the heart of the team. It's especially you know, funny. Like, me, me and Brian Dawkins. Yeah, it's, that's it. It's especially funny Nick when Foles we're, we're talking there. to an actual <laughs> athlete who's playing on a team or played on a team <laughs> and they say we, and then Sean counters yeah, with I'm a like, we. Right, He's we. talking about the Eagles. Yeah, that, we, that happened with me and Will Blackman when we were doing a show <laughs> together because he won the Super Bowl with the Giants. And I actually went to that game. I was like, yo, we... I was like, that was a good game, man. We won that. He's like, wait, wait. I was like, y'all was there. I was like, all right. It's still, when they lose, when I know the Giants are good and they lose, it hurts more than it did like the last couple of years. When they were losing, I was like, whatever, man, they suck. They're, they're not that good. It didn't bother me as much. But when the Giants are good yeah. and they lose, that's where it's like that's devastating it to me. Fucking yeah. Plaxico, man. Oh, I know. I've never been more convinced that my team was going to win a championship than that year. Yeah, they were dominating. They were beating the shit out of everyone. And then, oh, add that to why I hate the Eagles. The one time Eli gets a bye, they play Philly, and Eli couldn't complete a pass. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Fellas, this was awesome. I'm glad oh, we did dude, this. Thanks so much for having us. Nah, this was, I've been looking forward to this for a while just to chop it up. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of your work. And well, you guys are, you same, guys are man. Dope. Thanks for having us. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, at Gambling Podcast on Twitter, Sports Gambling Podcast on the IG, and then, uh, yeah, just wherever you get podcasts, just put us in. Can't miss us. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's win some bets. At Veterans Learning Moments, you can find all things VM, and we'll catch you guys next time. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.